I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sarah Michelle Gellar of Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame fell down. And welcome to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. We're the pop culture professors, smart people, dumb topics. I, with you as always, am Caitlin Bitsagai, but record scratch, record scratch. <laughs> Lauren Brickman. <laughs> Lauren Brickman is not here. As she would tell you, legally or illegally, she is not here either way. We have the wonderful. Former guest, part of the We Stand family, please welcome my guest co-host for the day, J.W. Crump. Hello, Caitlin. I'm so happy to be here. And for just a second, when you said my, like, my friend or my guest, I thought you were about to say Mike. And I was like, forgot the name. (laughs) (laughs) Then one minute and she was like, what was his name? (laughs) Mike, welcome. (laughs) I had someone so confidently introduced me to another of their friends as Katrina once that I was almost like, am I, is my name Katrina? What? Like you are so on top of it. It is so easy to gaslight me if you say something with confidence. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. and I, 
it's such a great thing to do. Like uh, people say JP and JR and JD and every sort of combination of initials to introduce me to my face. And I just agree with it. I don't know if I've ever corrected someone. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Oh my God. I started this new gym and the trainer owner head guru likes to like tag people on Instagram uh, which I've never fully watched one of the videos that he's tagged me in, and I will not. It's a video that you're tagged in doing what? <laughs> like stories, like okay, working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to tell him. I guess I didn't have to, but I chose to tell him my Instagram handle, which is Caterade, which obviously he loves. And now around the gym, I am Caterade. That is the new name. <laughs> Was there a <laughs> specific story behind the fact that it's just a fun play with the first syllable of your name? I can't tell you how little there is a story to it. Right, There's nothing to it. I like, and it started with Twitter, because that was first. And I was like, what's a funny thing? And I think my husband was just like, Gatorade. And I was like, love it. I don't like love Gatorade. It's normal (laughs) to me. But now I'm sitting on those usernames, because those are really, really uh, desired usernames. A lot of people have like Gatorade 19, Gatorade underscore, but sorry, ladies. I got it. And they're all named Caitlin and they all live in New Jersey. (laughs) I feel like that tracks. I feel like also you've ruined a future Gatorade promotion. There's going to be something they want to do with like an athlete, a Caitlin athlete. And you're going to, you're going to get a payday. And I tell you right now, sell, (laughs) sell a hard as soon as that is possible. Of course. If Caitlin Jenner hadn't ruined her, uh, you know, entire reputation by being Trumpy, this, this could have been hers. This could have been her campaign. Oh, but... right post SB. <laughs> right into Gatorade. Oh, yeah. You know what? I should have offered it to her at that point for like $10,000. <laughs> She's just buying up brand deals in case it happens. <sighs> yeah. So that's my name at the gym. But, you know, we're not here just to talk about names at the gym. Uh, we're talking about standing, which JW, I believe you know, is being an obsessive fan of anything at all, a celebrity, a show, a movie. Uh, is there anything you're currently standing? Yeah, so I actually came into this real hot being like, I'm going to talk about video games. Ooh. So there are two video games that dropped like trailers and information this week, and they're both tailor-made for my interest. And there's a person that stars in one that you're going to lose your mind over. Okay, okay. So I love horror movies games, and there's a series that's all these narrative storytelling, and they started with one called Until Dawn, and then they've made all these shorter ones. And one of the shorter ones starred Ashley Tisdale. Okay. As a soldier in the army. It was wild. (laughs) And then this upcoming one is called The Quarry. It's like a 1980s camp style one. And it stars Brenda Song. Wow. And they are just collecting Nickelodeon and Disney stars and putting them in your horror video games. Wow, wow, wow. And I just hope they continue. I hope Dove Cameron's in one. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, Raven Simone. I need all of them to slowly, I need our, us to slowly make our way through all of them. 
playing something like as Raven Simone is so terrifying to me. That like seems like a difficulty level, like to go through the world as her. <laughs> oh, so in your version of the video game, it's not like she's a soldier. It's just she's Raven. <laughs> she's no, yeah, it's, it's, it's a first person as Raven Simone, <laughs> and you have to like you have to get something notarized that day, and. You have to get a gift for a baby shower. And that's just so it's it's her running errands. You want the dullest day in Raven Simone's life. (laughs) It sounds impossible. I think she can't do it. Though I do give her huge credit because at the beginning of pandemic, when we started to see all these like Instagram lives with old cast, she really started that with the Cheetah Girls when she uh, confronted, um, oh gosh, what's her name? She's also in 3LW. That was like the first of those to go viral. And she started a real sensation. Keely Williams, of course. I think she, oh, right. I remember that. I think that Raven has always known how to do kind of fake drama. Like that <laughs> yeah. clip of her on TRL saying, I'm in the studio releasing music that none of y'all listen to. <laughs> I was like, it made so many people check out her music. And I, I just absolutely love that. And I will say very quickly, the second video game is they drop the new Pokemon that's going to be in the Pokemon. And there's a little pig named LeChonk. <laughs> and the internet went crazy for LeChonk. And they know exactly what they're doing, releasing a little pig named LeChonk in Pride Month. <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> it also sounds like LeShawn's. <laughs> so... It's perfect. He just waddles out and falls over. It's the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Oh my god, maybe I should get into video games. Now, how do you play these games? Do we have a system? Do we have a computer? Where are we playing them? Yeah, I I on occasion do like PC, computer, Steam games, but the core Mm -hmm. I'll play on my Xbox, which isn't ideal. I have an old console. I used to work for... I can say this, whatever. I used to work for Xbox, so I got a free one. And at the time, it was like the one, the top of the line, limited edition. And now it's old because I've just never replaced it. And then I have a Switch, which will be the um, the Pokemon is all Nintendo, you know? That's their big thing. Uh, Ah, yes, of course, of course, of course, of course. I have fallen out of video games um, since since basically PlayStation 2. That was the the system, though. Oh, absolutely. That was the big one. I loved it. Crash Bandicoot was my guy. I loved a Crash Team Racing, loved Crash Bandicoot Warped. Oh, wow. So you you really, you hit the full brand, the full Crash. Oh, everything with Crash. <laughs> but then I just like put it down and I don't need to do it anymore. But I, you know, I wish Crash the best. Absolutely. <laughs> I was trying to like think if the pun would work to say Crash Stanicoot. <laughs> <laughs> But it I, works for me. <laughs> but I realize there's a D <laughs> really hard in the middle of that name. <sighs> you know what? This dovetails perfectly into my stand of the week <laughs> because of the word crash being involved. <laughs> because my stand of the week is the Apple show We Crashed. I was a oh. little behind on this one. It took me a second. It it has many wonderful guest appearances from people from our comedy community, including former guest Michael Hartney. We saw Nathan Min. We saw Dave Ebert. We saw Tristan Griffin. Probably oh, more. Uh, wow. A who's who of the community. Oh, Perfect. Yes. And, uh, you know, New York comedy regulars, Jared Leto, Anne Hathaway, America <laughs> Ferreira. All people that we have worked with. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I was on a team with Leto back in aughts and... <laughs> You know, you loved him or you hated him. 
So the show is about the WeWork. It's not really a scam. It did end up costing people money, but it's really just this man was insane and thought that he's changing the world through WeWork and was so into his own bullshit that everyone else bought into him. Yeah, I thought I went into that. I've seen it and I was fascinated because I've worked in the space of WeWork before. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was going to be more like Lulu Row, whatever that was, the leggings company. Yeah. Yeah. Which it is in that, again, the person at the top is bonkers. But that was full scam. And I was like, yeah. that's a WeWork scam. And turns out it's not really a, a scam. It's just more no. an interesting business. Yeah. And it's really just everyone overvalued it based on him hyping it up. And that cost the employees money, which that's the sad part. Like the employees that thought they were going to get money from this did it. So to be clear, are you standing the show or are you standing him? <laughs> Oh, I just love him. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I just thought the show was really good. I liked Anne Hathaway a lot in it. She's having a moment and uh, we're here for it. It's weird that her moment is about eight years after she won the Oscar. I Well, she's having a moment because we all decided we were mean to her, which yeah. people were. I never understood. I have a friend named, do you know Greg Sullivan? No. I have a friend named Greg Sullivan and <laughs> a perfect segue, JW. See, I'm co-hosting perfectly. And... um. <laughs> He was always like, we are not treating Anne Hathaway good enough. I I, I stand with Anne. And then <laughs> finally, now that the tide's turning and the public's realizing how bad, he was like, I was right all along. And I'm so glad everyone else is coming to that conclusion. It's, it's so fun. Ugh. I never understood right. the hate for her. She seems delightful. Yeah. I, I do wonder what it is. If it's like... There's something about her that seems more normal and seems more musical theater kid that like, it's like, it's direct competition with her own audience. People are like, that could be me. <laughs> Whereas like you see Beyonce and you're like, well, keep going. <laughs> uh, Never going to be but that. It's, it's, it's delusional to think you're as good as Anne Hathaway as well, but there's just indicators that people identify with her most. Um, it is interesting. It is interesting, but I enjoyed the show. I kind of forget about Apple shows. But unless they're the morning show, in which case I'm watching every week. Oh, for sure. I I don't have Apple streaming. I always have to borrow it from someone else. Or I kind of go into it when there's a show I want to watch, like the morning show, and then I dip out again. I feel like I have these on and off again friends with benefit relationships with so many streaming <laughs> services. Like I'm committed That's... to Paramount Plus and the rest of the ones that I like take months off from. Wow. Paramount Plus is number one over Netflix or Hulu. Oh, yeah. I watch so much more because I love Survivor and Big Brother and The Amazing Race. And now they have The Challenge and The Real World Homecoming. And like, it feels like all the shows that I like, they are buying up. And there's a rumor they're going to get America's Next Top Model, which I would love. Ooh. Yeah. Full full rumor. They would be corporate partners, right? Yeah, Viacom. Mm -hmm. They must be. They must be. Well, I mean, you, you've really re- you've inspired me to maybe be- go back into that video game world. You know, I, I got to pick up that PS2. <laughs> <laughs> Dust it off. <laughs> the other game I liked was Silent Hill, which I think is scarier <gasps> to play Silent Hill than to watch any horror movie. Oh, my gosh. That's why I love horror video games, because you get immersed in, like, doing stuff. Oh, I love Silent Hill. It's really Hill. scary. It's really I scary. Anytime Hill. I hear someone... Uh, with the name Cheryl. I think of Cheryl? 
because that was the little girl's name, which was weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was strange that a baby that, in theory, was born in 1999 was named Cheryl. Well, Silent Hill's three protagonists was named Heather, which is my sister's name. And so that one was weird, just hearing characters constantly, like, telling Heather to run or whatever. <laughs> it was like, oh, gosh. Right. Yeah. That was fun. The, um... What is that movie where Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford, uh, he's like trying to kill her, basically. And they have their daughter named Caitlin, who just went off to college. And that came out the year I went out. I, I went know what you're talking about. Yeah. And my mom was like, that was not a fun movie. Because <laughs> they're all like, just like, Caitlin's gone. Time to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to hear your name. I only know of two JWs that have been in TV shows. And one was in the pilot episode of the Torkelsons, a very fun Southern family comedy drama. Yes! I remember the Torkelsons. Wow. Just the first episode, then he was excluded, and they called him JW, which I loved. And then I think there was one on Moesha. Oh, interesting. Like a recurring character that was like a boyfriend or friend of the group. But I just remember, like, it's so weird to hear my name because it's unique enough that it's not on TV a lot. That is, I remember the first Caitlin that I was aware of. There was a show maybe on, like, Nickelodeon called Caitlin's Way. But... (gasps) I remember Caitlin's Way. Yes. And Heather Locklear, when she joined Spin City, her character's name was Caitlin. And that was like, wow. We hit the big time, folks. Yeah, that is Heather, the Heather, the special guest star in every episode, Heather Locklear. But it's so funny because she's one of those people that I never know her character's name because I just think of her as Heather Locklear. Yeah, I would definitely not know if uh, not for the fact it was my name. Yeah. Well, you know, surprisingly, none of this is our topic for today. We have truly <laughs> the most fun topic ever, though. We are talking about fast, casual restaurants in media. So happy. This is such a specific topic, but also s- applies to so many things. Uh, JW, what do you feel your credit is? You know, why should the audience be put at ease that you were talking about fast casual restaurants? I, I, I'm going to give you two life credits. Oh. I'm going to wow. give you two, the double resume. One, and this is my thing I use on every dating app profile. It's my fun fact about myself. When oh, I was God. younger, I won consecutively two apple pie baking contest wow. and then came in a devastating third place the third year and never did it again no the bronze it was, it was third so year. petty the reason i entered because it was at a at like a church i think multiple churches sure. came together to do this good and i went there one year and i noticed it was all old people entering their pies and i remember being like well that's stupid that'd be young representation i was like eight and so i made a pie i learned how to make a pie got first place the next year and i literally won and i still have it somewhere chicken soup for the senior soul the book chicken soup for the senior soul gosh they and then I won first place the next year, and those old women started hating <gasps> J.W. Crump. And the rules changed the following year, and then I got third. Huh. Now, same recipe each time, or were you changing it up? I changed it up. So to be fair, nice. the, the, thir- the bronze might have also been where I, I started incorporating cinnamon red hots into the recipe, because again, I was 10. <laughs> um, so it could have been also a bad pie. Um, but the other thing is, is that, and this is also true, I have not used an oven in four years. 
now. Wow. Which is so funny that I went from apple pie baking champ to someone who, and I won't go into the reasons why I don't use an oven. I had a really bad experience once and I just don't mess mess with them anymore. Gotcha. (laughs) But I just don't use it. I'm in an apartment. I've been in here for 15 months now. Haven't even turned up. Couldn't tell you if the oven worked. And because of that, I live for fast casual dining. I eat a lot of raw food myself. I will prepare a meal. But my treat once a week is I will find fast casual dining. I like to try a new place and I like to go for the gimmick. If they have a gimmick product, that is what I order every single time, no matter how disgusting it is. Right. If they have something that is like in a rectangle and you're like, your eye is supposed to be drawn to it. You're like, give me. Absolutely. Gimmick drinks at restaurants. Oh yeah. Done. If it comes in a glass, I get to keep. It's mine. I will pay $20 for that drink. I am cheap about a lot of things. Like if there's something like, a toothpaste I don't like, I'll take it back to shop, right? But a cocktail that costs 18 plus, I'm like, no, I need it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> the same way. There's also something about food in general that I'm like, well, no matter how much I'm paying, I'm nourishing my body. Right. This is you the thing I eat. have to have. Totally. You gotta eat. Because I'm the same way. I'll go to a thrift store for all of my clothes and come back with an entire wardrobe for 20 bucks. But I'll also then pay $20 for like a gimmick slider with a squid ink <laughs> bun or whatever. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. Well, my my credit I really just came in flying today. Uh, I put myself on a wait list for a Golden Girls pop-up restaurant. Now, you might be wondering, oh, is it near where you live in Jersey? Is it in New York? No, it's in Los Angeles. It's not in New York? <laughs> Well, I am going to be in Los Angeles in July, okay. and I don't know how the wait list works, but maybe if I can win for a day that I'm there, I could take someone, you know? I don't a wait, know. A wait list for a pop-up is such an interesting combination of concepts. Yeah, it's a lot of things. I think that no one has been able to buy tickets yet, so it's not like, I, I think they're going to open the floodgates at some point. And it costs $50. (laughs) Do you know anything about the restaurant other than it's themed Golden Girls? Not really. It costs $50. It will be in Beverly Hills. uh, But it's it's going to have, of course, like cheesecake. Otherwise, I just assume it's like decorated like their house and with memorabilia. I don't know. Oh, sure. Oh, that is fascinating. Yeah, it feels like a lot of... And this is actually... We'll go into my thesis eventually. Ooh. But I think that, like, after Cheesecake, the Golden Girls doesn't actually have any iconic food that I can remember. No, not really. So you have to start making puns, like, rose water, whatever, tea, and it's, like, yeah. blanched chicken, or what? <laughs> blanched <Yeah>. chicken. <laughs> blanched white, chicken. White seasonless chicken. <laughs> well, uh, Sophia is making sauce a lot, but... That's true. We don't know if it's good or not, but she is hovering over that that stove quite. And a I bit. guess you could do a cheese thing because of like, wasn't there like dairy stories that <laughs> Betty White told about what? Saint Olaf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll definitely be like farm to table Saint Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> I remember finding out that was a college when I was little and being like, maybe I should go there, Saint Olaf College. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. That would that. Oh. I love the idea. I love off-camera places that you never visit and never see. The same, I'm also obsessed with characters that you never meet. 
mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we stack so many characteristics on them by being like a, a you know a fictional character talking about a fictional character that you're also never going to see is fascinating right. to me. Like a Maris or a yeah, totally. Or even like Friends' ugly naked guy. Right, 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 right. Well. Speaking of friends, uh, I think it's time to play our first game. Um, And this is inspired by the central perks of the world, the maxes of Saved by the Bell, the bronzes of Buffy. JW, this game is called Pitch Your Pit. (laughs) Referring, of course, to the beloved Peach Pit of 90210. Uh, Of course. So... Congrats, JW. Your sitcom has been greenlit. Uh, Everything is in place, but we are uh, meeting with the production design tomorrow. We need you to help us design your show's iconic restaurant hangout. So let's just start at the top. What is this place called? Oh, so wait. In in this idea, do I... I already, I have to, do I come up with the sitcom too? You, you know what? We can learn about the sitcom as much or as little as you want. Okay, this. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Oh, I, oh, okay. Fascinating. Okay, great. So I, I would love to do, mm, okay, I'm going to get, it's, it's Pride Month. I'm going to get real gay about it. Yes, I'm gonna get great. Gay about it. Um, just to preface, if you're homophobic, turn away for a couple of minutes, listeners. <laughs> we have a huge homophobic base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like Lauren's gone. <laughs> this, this guy's on here. I hate it. Um, so you know, okay, I'm gonna base it kind of like on Planet Hollywood. You know where you okay, have, yes, you've got memorabilia, but I want it to be one that's for campy cult places, like really, really niche. And maybe that's, oh, the name needs to have niche in it. It's like niche eats or something like <gasps> that. I love it. So, yeah, that's a follow-up question. Is it a is it like a restaurant, a diner, more of a bar, a coffee shop? Because that tells us a lot about this show. Yes, I think it's a place where, okay. So, do you remember the old cartoon show, The Weekenders? Uh, yes, vaguely. Okay, one of their big things was they went to a pizza place, but every episode they changed the name and the theme of the pizza place, and that was the joke. So I think in my sitcom, this is the same thing, where they're always changing what their special is, and Mm -hmm. it's a super elaborate, long-winded, niche reference to, like, an episode of a show. And it's just so the writers of the sitcom get to make a reference to something that's near and dear to them. And it's like, oh 1% of the audience is going to get it, but it's like the thing you Google after you watch the episode is, where is that from? Okay, good. I also need to talk to you about uh, staffing on this show. <laughs> so, who is our our Gunther, our, our Nat, our Max? You know, who is the person that we really only know as existing in that space? Do you remember the Simpsons episode that starred John, guest starred, I should say, John Waters, and he was like the Mm -hmm. first gay person Homer had ever met. (laughs) Yes. I think it's that slightly aged down. Okay. So it's like, what was that character like 25? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and so just like he gets to be a little bit more I guess that wouldn't be millennial, but like the millennial, so maybe a little aged up, but like, I always forget where the line is with Gen Z and millennial, but like, I'm watching Hell's Kitchen Young Guns, and they're all 22, but calling themselves millennials. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like we know what (laughs) millennial means anymore. No, millennials are 40. 
Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm a millennial and I'm <laughs> late to 30, so I don't feel like I'm the same as a 22-year-old. Um, but yeah, I think it's that. I think it's like coded queer, mm-hmm. very flamboyantly dressed, but also just like the main characteristic is good at their business. Yes. Because okay, cool. That that character, like they're very, I love a super, in a show, I love the idea of a super capitalistic gay. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Who's yes, like liberal yes. and whatever, but at the same time, they're like, but I want to make a lot of money. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. So do any of our main characters work there? Or is it is it it's like a central park where Rachel works there? Or is it just purely a a hangout? You know, it's so funny. I totally forgot until you just said that the Rachel's initial deal and the reason they were at Central Perk specifically was that she worked there. Yeah, they they did hang out there before she got that job, but yeah, she gets the job in the pilot. Yeah, because I, I think I I think you almost have to. I think it's a good way to anchor the cast to the space. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to do that. I think it'd be funny if I'm creating like, let's say it's an ensemble cast, happy ending style, friend style. I think it'd be funny to have the character that's like coded the straightest and the most masculine work there and is like always learning in real time what these things are because that way it allows the show to explain to the audience that, yes 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 because they're I explaining like it to that person and they don't have to be straight but i just mean the person who's the least like pop culture right 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 so do we ever see a uh, big celebration of the characters there like you know sometimes it's like we're throwing our wedding uh there oh. big graduation party big moment for any of our characters you know what i love i love an iconic location that in a season finale gets like set on fire <laughs> <laughs> or like otherwise destroyed and then then it gives the the chain it's the facts of life where the 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 edna's edibles burns down and then right. they get to go over our heads then they get a new place and so yeah. I feel like this could have a redecoration moment and the justification could be fire because how devastating to lose all these like niche products. Ah, oh, that's really devastating. But really humanizing that. that character. Yeah. I think uh, this is sounds so bad. So too many it's topic for later episodes. A lot of shows really benefited, benefited from one good fire. <laughs> <laughs> They did. It's just, the it's one a revamp. One good fire. Yeah, no one got hurt, but we are doing a reset on our life. Yeah, Just property damage. Just property. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. Well, finally, what is this uh, niche eats? Do they have a, a go-to item that we hear about? For instance, Elaine's big salad at Monk's Cafe. Is there oh. a menu item we're hearing about a lot? Good pull to the big salad was so so, so iconic to me. So I think it's hard because I think in this one the joke is that it changes every single time. So okay. I think the iconic thing have is to be. I think the iconic thing is that you're always gonna hear about the specials. So it's an iconic bit. Gotcha. That's like the, you know, like the bucket that all the writers get to throw things in every week and it's like, we'll pick the the one that makes us laugh the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love I'm so excited for niche eats. Well, congrats. You are well, I'll, I'll be taking these notes to production. <laughs> I'm a PA. I was about to say, I am what? I am produced. I am funded. <laughs> uh, I'm a PA. I'm just going to take these notes. Uh, <laughs> you've just been reading with a PA. Uh, well, congrats. Oh, my God. The big salad. Also, you, you're you not a Grace person, right? 
I was a Grace person for many, many. I think I dropped off around nine. Okay, that's you. you so you know though about Joe's the bar. <laughs> oh goodness, yes, goodness, yes. And they like made that character gay because basically before they had any gay LGBT representation on the show, they were just like, uh, Joe's gay. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. So many people, too many people send me memes about the tiny gay that's currently on there. What's his name? Uh, glasses. Jake Borelli, yes. All of yes. these things are correct. Smith yeah. and, yeah. Oh yeah, and like, my friends think that I somehow created the character because I create a lot of characters that are in that realm. And it's just so funny because I'm like, guys, <laughs> what do you mean I created this character? It's the but apparently this the the stands and the shippers love him and hunky guy he's with. Oh, that's so weird. He it's I really feel bad for uh Dr. Kim because I've not developed that character at all. All we really know about him is that he's Is dates that the class. partner? So, is that the boyfriend? Yeah. So it's hard to be that invested because that's all we know. We never like I don't think we've seen Dr. Kim alone with a patient in four seasons. There's something about that actor that they do not trust. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I, I love the idea that they're just like, we just don't trust this actor. <laughs> well, I I mean to be a lead in a scene, not not as a doctor. I don't think they act as real doctors, but who knows? You know, as you know, as you were also a guest on our live show in January, Pat Regan has seen Jake Borelli uh, on the street. And I think that's really inspiring. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was amazing. (laughs) Well, while we all reflect on that great memory of Pat Regan's and not ours, uh, let's take a quick break. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are back. You know, JW... You really are. We've had guest co-hosts previously. You're the first that's really been charged with uh, generating an independent thesis. Unlike Dr. Kim, (laughs) we trust you. (laughs) (laughs) I can I can be the lead. I can be the co-lead for a scene. (laughs) You can you can get a a two hander going here. So so hit us with it. JW, what is your thesis for today? So my thesis is that if you truly want a show to generate revenue (gasps) long term, you need to make sure that your show has a dining experience that can be translated to real life. And as a slight rejoinder, I think the second thing you need that we won't talk about as much is you have to have the ability to sell some sort of iTunes and or songs. So you need to create food. And you need to create music. And I think yes. the shows that really know what they're doing set that up from the beginning. How, what food item are we going to sell? What restaurant experience are we going to sell? And how are we going to sell those streaming songs? Oh, that is brilliant. That is so true. You have to think about the market before you create all these characters. Um, I would say even for film, I mean, look at Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump Shrimp is like, people forget that that's even from Forrest Gump. Oh, oh yeah, I... Truly would like if you told me like we're going to Bubba Gump Shrimp. I don't think my mind would even go to the movie necessarily, right? You know, and like some do it like it's clear. Like I think The Simpsons. I mean, The Simpsons has also been on for three decades. But if I see a Duff beer can, I'm buying oh, Duff yeah. beer. One thousand percent. It makes it makes me want to just get sprinkled pink donuts, and that's not even a thing. That's just like a thing at Dunkin'. No. And did you uh, live in New York when the Simpsons movie came out and they turned the 7-Elevens into Quickie Marts? I absolutely did. And I went to Uh, one and it was great. Of course. You had to. It was so fun. Those immersive experiences. Yes. What are food items that are independently sold? Like... Oh, I think that... I I know Futurama had a couple because they Mm -hmm. had that that soda slurm. Yeah, That was like... 
iconically green because they even were like, oh, we have to make a green soda. Yeah, just get Surge and put me called it Slurm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think that that's a, probably the best example that comes to the top of my head. I also think, though, that... Um, <laughs> sorry, this is random. I was at a Best Buy and saw the Friends Lego set, and I had never known such a thing existed, and it was fascinating to me. Yeah. And you get a mini... Guess, guess. I want you to guess. It's not Gunther, I'll tell you that. But guess who, besides the six, you get a mini figure of? Janice? Yes. And I literally <laughs> almost spent $200 on that thing to get the Janice, because I was like, that is so funny that Maggie Wheeler is a Lego figure. Congrats to Maggie. Yeah. I, I only thought that because on the reunion, she like they that's one of the few people that they had come in and be like, hi, Maggie, we remember you. <laughs> we liked you. You were enough. You and Paul Rudd, but he's not coming on this. But I mean, I know Gunther, it should have been Gunther, though, as a Lego. Oh. I mean, really. Oh, absolutely. Little blonde hair, so cute. But yeah, I think that like if you can come up with that signature food product and the show's on for enough, and you just mention it all the time. Like, I even think of Glee, and the the fact that they had a restaurant that they just called Breadsticks. Yes. How do you not open a restaurant called Breadsticks, make it a Glee memoriam, I was about to say, museum. Museum. Well. Well. (laughs) Um, But museum, get one of the actors who was like a smaller role, who's not doing much, you know, have a karaoke where you sing the songs from it. Like, you and I could open a Breadsticks, tomorrow and bleaks around would come like well i think they did central perks in europe and i believe the actor who played (gasps) gunther rest in peace would go to the openings oh that is so smart yeah yeah i just it it's the smartest thing to do like and i feel like you remember like i remember from sabrina the teenage witch which i know y'all just did an episode on recently yes they had the slicery uh-huh, and it was uh-huh. like, I was like, what a great name for a pizza place. And now if I ever saw a place called The Slicery, my brain's going to like get that serotonin drip of how much I loved Sabrina and want to eat there. <laughs> yes. And uh, that's another thing, too. If you're if you're opening a place, find a TV relationship that has not been trademarked Good and point. just just call it that. Good point. You know, there's a town in Iowa that decided that uh, that's where... James, Captain James T. Kirk from Star Trek is from because it's never specified. So they have like a big thing in their town that says future home of James T. Kirk. And they were like, well, we were the first to think of it. So what up? That is that is so smart and so brilliant. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Star Trek's a good one too. You could kind of recreate the bar that they had there. Yes, easily. Easily. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about $18 cocktails. I mean, those all looked insane. And we we pay anything. I love that they. I never bought it because I probably wouldn't actually use it. I, you know, I'm a big board game person, and so yes. I loved. I love that they took the 4D quote unquote chess from Star Trek, and mm-hmm. then they made real rules for it so that you could <laughs> play it, even though that thing was definitely just set decoration. And so that's the thing is, I think I think you don't even have to. My thesis also surmises that you don't have to come up with everything about the restaurant. No. You couldn't. Because it, the sh- your show's going to need to be popular enough. So you just need to, over the course of maybe the first two or three seasons, just plant the seeds, start introducing real food products, see what sticks. Like, But no going yeah. into it, we're going to make a food place. 
Yeah, I mean, people go to that diner uh, on the Upper West Side that was the exterior for monks. It's not even, (laughs) it doesn't look like that inside, but people go. I've gone to the place that's just the inspiration for the How I Met Your Mother bar. Not, it's just the inspiration. But some, one person will tell you, hey, you know How I Met Your Mother? That's the bar it's based on. I'm like, let's go there. Yeah. Why not? Why not? This is brilliant. This Truly. This is an interesting one. So on the original Roseanne, they opened up the Lanford lunchbox. Oh, yeah. But I believe by the end of that series that it closed. But I think it's telling that in the re boot reimagined the Connors, whatever we're doing yeah. now. We'll call it the Connors. Who knows what it is? <laughs> they've reopened the Lanford lunchbox. And I think it's because like this works. And I'm curious now that you say this, they, they need to start naming like Jackie's burger or something. And then we got to be able to buy it in the frozen food section or something. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And like, I love, I, it is so simple. It is the, the lowest form of comedy writing, but if they make a pun on something in the show, I'm inclined to buy it. And you yeah. call that pepper Jackie cheeseburger? <laughs> Done. Done. I mean, Lori Metcalf has given us so much. And we can we can give her money via the frozen foods that we buy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that's so interesting. I've watched some of the Connors, but not a lot. And I didn't realize. I guess I haven't gotten to the part where they reopened the diner. Yeah. Because it's funny. Becky run it. No. Roseanne went through so many jobs, but yeah. the, the land for lunchbox is the one you like remember. Right. And Rod Bell's where she worked too with um, Martin Mull as her boss. That, that like, is where he was good. introduced. She was a beauty shop for five seconds in one season. And it started mm-hmm. with worked. a factory. That was like the premise yes. of the show was a factory worker, basically. Yes. And Wellman Plastics is back too. Uh, Darlene works there. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? I need to watch some of those. I yeah. just, I never watched, I didn't watch it when it was the one season of like Roseanne either. Yeah. I just wasn't interested, but it's just the fact that it's still on means there's something there. Yeah. What about Big Bang Theory? Did they have anything, any bazingas that we could eat? <laughs> you could definitely so easily. And my parents would go and eat there. Uh, oh, yeah. Any of those things. You could just do. But the, I know the location that they went to a lot was a comic book store. So if you named a mm. comic book store after it, you yeah. could do it. Um, I think that's harder because then, like, comic book stores aren't things that anyone can just peruse. Because no. that's the b- no. good thing about a food place is the vast majority of people will be able to experience it because it can still just be a restaurant. Right. Some people might not even realize where they are. Imagine someone's going to go to your Golden Girls pop-up. And they are not going to understand that it's Golden Girls themed and they're just going to eat at a pop-up restaurant. And that <laughs> is hilarious to me, in theory. Yeah, I love it. I mean, there had to be tons of people that went into those quickie marts that were like, what, what is 7-Eleven doing today? Why? <laughs> yeah, well, because it's still just a 7-Eleven, a place I frequent all the time for when yeah. I need batteries or whatever. So, um, Wow. Okay. Well, JW, you've convinced me, I got to say, when I, I'm going to throw out my current pilot that I'm writing and... <laughs> It just doesn't have a good tie-in. It doesn't have a good tie-in. Uh, I say, but see, I say don't throw out the pilot. Just go back in, add one sure. scene where they walk through a restaurant, name one product that you're like, I could produce this. <laughs> we sure love these $22 cocktails. I think it's time to, to play another game. And Ooh. dare I say, I'm going to play the game. Absolutely. I'm going to pull up. So you... 
so that the listeners know a little behind the scenes. I don't even know if you know. Did I tell you the title of the game yet, actually? No. <gasps> See, it's going to be I all. Know. I'm a because in case any listeners out there are, the, are like, wow, they already know the answers. No. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> so here's it. The, the game is called Real Meal or Fake Bake. Okay. Real and here's how it, here's how it works. Similar to the the actual experience of opening up, right? I think that experience of that TV show can also be translated to home. Mm. So I'm going to list off 10 potentially real or completely made up by me home cookbooks that are based on a different TV series. Some of these are available for purchase now, a- aka real, and some of them I made up to <gasps> fool you, to bamboozle oh, you. Real dealer fake bake. I'm obsessed. So I'm you obsessed. have to, I will say the full title. They are all long, <laughs> pretty much. Great. <laughs> and then you just tell me real meal or fake bake. And for the okay. real ones, I've also included a real quick fun fact because they're all pretty bananas. <laughs> ah, um, Amazing. All righty. First one. Is this real or fake? Supernatural, the official cookbook, burgers, pies, and other bites from the road. Real deal? That is a real meal. Absolutely. Real meal. <laughs> yeah. It's a real deal, too. It probably, it's probably very inexpensive. Here's a, <laughs> here's a real recipe. An Elvis burger with bananas and peanut butter. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, those boys. Strong <laughs> choice. And this was one of the more popular ones, too. Like, a lot of people have purchased and reviewed this. And, hey, Supernatural was on for, what, 82 seasons? So Correct. I get it. <laughs> oh, but see, even a show that you would never think would have an iconic restaurant had one. Just because they <sighs> made their whole deal pies. Wow. Wow. All right. Supernatural. Number Real two. Meal. One point on the board. Real meal. <laughs> Fake bake. Honker Burger and Bites, the official Nickelodeon Doug cookbook. Fake bake. That is fake. I made that one up. Uh, what made you think, though? Because I was like, Honker Burger is iconic to me. Love Honker Burger. I just was, it, it's for kids. I guess that is a good point, actually. <laughs> well, it, and from the, I mean, from the 90s, more, I think if there was a kid show today, I actually could see it. Mm-hmm. But the, I don't know about back then. Gotcha. The iCarly cookbook. I should have put yeah. this a fake one. Oh, absolutely. All right. Next one. So two out of two. Doing great. Next one. Forking Good, an unofficial cookbook for fans of The Good Place. Real meal. That's a real one. Absolutely. Wow. Forking Good. The cool one about this one is one of the, the recipes are all pun based. And one of them is macaroni and soccer cheese. <laughs> They did it again. They're all like philosopher puns. It's the silliest thing. All right. Three out of three. Oh, man. Are you going to get 10 wow. out of 10? No. Um, come on. All right. The next one. The I Love Lucy cookbook. Classic recipes inspired by the iconic TV show. Real meal? It is real. Very wow. nice. They have a lot of food in that show. They do have a lot of food. Um, And the description was like, also, they just took inspiration from specific episodes like the one where she gets her head stuck in the oven because they're making bread or whatever like they have a bread recipe you know sure 
So one, there's a one-star review, and there's only one one-star review, and the entire review just says, mixes politics with business. What? I don't think they were reviewing the right thing. It's so funny because it's just a cookbook. It's got neither business nor politics in it. Now I need this book. I know. Every other review is like, wow, this is apparently it's like even made to look like a vintage cookbook. People are like, this looks great on your shelf. This is really cute and fun. So I think that one star review is hilarious. Here's maybe the short. No, there's a couple of shorter titles coming up. Okay. Real Meal, Fake Bake. Murphy Brown, The Cookbook. Fake Bake. Fake Bake, yeah. I just thought that'd be funny because it's like iconically feminist and I don't think she like, yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine what they would try to do there? Five out of five. All right, next one. Oh my gosh. The Goldbergs Cookbook, full title. (laughs) Fake Bake. That's a real deal. That's a real (laughs) meal. Now I'm saying real deal. The real deal, I should have called it. It's real. And the whole thing is it's apparently based on like one episode. And it's very, very veggie light. It's like a heavy, heavy meat cookbook. Okay. I love it. Is that something in the show where they're like, we love meat? Yeah. I I think the mother, I don't watch the Goldbergs. I think the mother character, like... One of her characteristics is she really like they're trying to parody what health was like at right, that time, like, like Atkins. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. the next one: the Bob's Burgers Burger Book, real recipes for joke burgers, real meal. That's a real one, absolutely, and kind of one I want. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen the show, they always do like puns for all their burgers, and one of my favorites that's in the book is "I know why the Cajun burger sings burger." <laughs> all right um we have three left six out of seven so far such a good score pressure's on all right out of my way tuna breath the the clarissa explains it all rule breaking cookbook real meal fake bake i did it yay oh no isn't that good though that title is really good yeah, see her like that her age level of of viewer I could see it being like mm-hmm. we're learning to cook with Clarissa. Oh, I loved it. I went I was like, I'm proud of myself when I come up with good lies and putting rule breaking in there. I was like, cause that was her thing. She yes, never followed I, all the rules. And I could imagine it being like easy things to make by yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza cookbook. Fake bag. Very fake. <laughs> Did not release. I don't think that show warranted a, a yeah, cookbook it, based on them. We really remember it for the title. All right. You've gotten seven out of nine. Okay. All right. Last nine. one. Last one. The Walking Bread. Oh, my God. Fake bake. That's real. Horrible. It's called The Walking <laughs> Bread. And here's a review. Don't get me wrong, there are some great recipes in this book, but there are very few mentions of zombies. <laughs> that is a really fair review because you do want those zombies. Is this an official? Yeah. I think the Walking Bread one might be another like fan-made one, but it's a fully published book that clearly many people have bought because there's a lot of reviews. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. It's so 
I also found one. I thought this would be too easy because you know my love of this show, but there's a real one for Jim and the Holograms, and it's clearly just a fan made it. And but I want it just because I'm like, what foods are you drawing from? Because Jim and the Holograms, yeah. I've watched every episode multiple times. I was like, there's no iconic food in that show. No. Yeah. What a labor of love to come up with a cookbook for a show. But also, That's what amazing. fun. If you're a fan of a show and you like making your own recipes, what a fun idea. Why not? We all should have done that during the pandemic. We all should have come up with a cookbook, basically. The walking bread kills me. That's tough. That's really tough. I just, I just, I just, I kind of want to, again, I kind of want to buy it just to be like, because I will say every review is like, wow, these are good bread recipes. <laughs> really I feel like someone wrote a bread recipe cookbook. It was like, how do I market? Well, probably the unofficial ones have better recipes because it's probably really by someone that can cook versus oh, like a corporate. That's an interesting yeah. thesis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that's true. Nice. Well, hey, seven out of ten. I think that's a you know, very good score. I started on fire, and you know, it's it's too tough. It's too tough. Walking bread <laughs> being real is hard for me to accept. <laughs> oh, you know exactly what you're getting in your mail, like week from today. <laughs> All right. Well, I I, I need to uh, give JW my mailing address. So let's take a quick break. All right, I'm eagerly awaiting my gift, and you know, maybe I should get a peel box so that the listeners can just send me uh, various things that, that we talk about. You know, never really thought about that. We we don't have the old fashioned like back of Tiger B. You know, send it to this management company, but who knows how many gifts we could be getting? Let me tell you though, Pod Leadum, we got a PO box, and some of our dear fans sent us the the wildest but sweetest stuff. Fan art, yeah, fan art, fan art. I would actually want. <laughs> oh yeah, and I feel like, oh man, we stand together. You guys already do such amazing illustrative, mm-hmm. like icons yeah. and logos. Like people would, oh yes, yeah. Maybe we do need to get it so we can get cookbooks and art. <laughs> um, so I have a thesis for you today, JW, and it's I'm going to show you. It, it's called A Tale of Two Fake Restaurants. Okay. Because really the, the thesis is that shows show you how much they care by how much effort they put into uh, fake restaurants. And I don't even mean a central perk or a monks that you use every single episode. Obviously, those are standing sets that you know they go to. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about sh- restaurants that we see maybe 10 times over a very long-running show but there's two examples, one of which drives me insane and one of which I love. Um, and th- we're pitting today Gugino's Italian restaurant from Always Sunny in Philadelphia against the never named weird brunch place on Sex in the City. Now, to start off with what I love. It's never named? Well, this is what I think. They, they're using it to stand in for a lot of different types of places because sometimes it's a diner and sometimes it's more of a cocktail place, but it, it is clearly the same place. 
So Cucino's Italian Restaurant is a fancy Italian restaurant that appears in about seven episodes of Always Sunny. It is actually the interior hallway of the Herald Examiner building in Los Angeles. Oh. That they each time dress like it's that Italian restaurant. And <laughs> the this building was actually designed by the same architect that designed Hearst Castle. So it like looks good. They dress it appropriately, which is to say it does not look like a great Italian restaurant. It looks like a place the gang would think is an amazing Italian restaurant, which is certainly its own thing. That is a tight that is a tightrope to walk though. Absolutely. For sure. It doesn't it doesn't look bad in any way, but it no. doesn't look as good as they definitely think it is. It is named Gugino's because Glenn Howerton likes the actress Carla Gugino. <laughs> I did not know uh, that. Yes. I just, I love that they set that up every time. And it's so, it's gigantic. It is the biggest Italian restaurant in Philadelphia were it to be real. And there's so much work that goes into it that waiters there every time. And unfortunately now they have demolished that building. The gang will never return <gasps> oh, to Gugino's. Oh, yes. I did not know that. Always Sunny, which of course also has Patty's Pub, um, which is of in course. every single episode. Yeah. That, that set was actually originally in the basement of the Herald Examiner building oh. which they moved that a long time ago imagine working for the herald examiner during all of this <laughs> i think it had turned over to like basically a studio yeah it would have had to have two sets yeah. were there yeah because i saw a youtube interview with like the the studio manager of herald examiner and he like showed it around and like caitlin olsen was like talking about how <laughs> she misses it she doesn't get as sick anymore this was pre-pandemic like because you just get sick from the asbestos of the herald examiner building and i just the effort it takes i I love that and i think that the office also made a restaurant out of this space at one point so i will be contrasting that with the Sex in the City fake restaurant, which this is why it drives me crazy. We see Sex in the City at many real restaurants. Cafeteria, Russian Samovar, Baltazar, to name only three of many, many. And it's that is something, of course, famously, people love about Sex in the City. The fifth character is the city. Right. So when they would do this lazy set, it I get like tremors when I see those You're- chairs. Listeners, you yes. cannot see Caitlin's face right now. The changeover from talking about Always Sunny to this unnamed restaurant. You can see it in your eyes. Thank the you. fury. The chunky chairs I will be showing <laughs> on social media. Follow us at We Stand Social. I will be putting them on Instagram. These chunky chairs <laughs> that look like... <laughs> I know what you're talking about. They look like extras holding. Like you expect to see like <laughs> three 50-year-old plus men playing cards there, waiting for them, <sighs> waiting to be like background construction workers. It is so unloved in this way that drives me crazy. And I don't consider that indicative of the rest of the show. But those scenes make me mad. Um, they are it's sometimes kind of a diner. Mostly, mostly you see them at breakfast. Sometimes they will use it and they'll use a high top for a cocktail situation. Never makes sense. It's just not specific. And that's not the show. Even diners in New York. Yes, they're diners, but they are specific and each one's different and they look very lived in. They're diners. This is the most like 
it looks very much like a studio, um, which it is obviously. They don't even bother to like have an exterior establishing shot the way they do on Seinfeld. It's just, and they've ditched it. You'll notice not not a lot of positive uh, comparisons between and just like that and Sex in the City. But I'll say one is they don't go back there anymore. <laughs> they're done with that. They're going to real restaurants if they're going to be a prestige short order show. <laughs> I like to imagine that's where Samantha is. She's just working there. <laughs> she's been at the diner that has no staff. They never interact really with staff there either. Like I, I feel like it's set up for quick shots. Like it's when they, like they, they banked probably a lot of shots, a lot of scenes for different episodes at different times. And they have camera angles set up and it's, but it feels that way. It feels efficiency to me. And that's look, this isn't TV. It's HBO. Okay. We need love and care. And I just hate that place so much. Maybe it's labeled as a different, it has a fake name sometimes, but I don't think so. I I can't recall one. I can't recall one. I I didn't think about it, I guess, until you brought it up. But like, you know, and and if you know what it comes down to is like, it's world building. Anytime the characters go anywhere, just like your, your argument with Always Sunny is that it tells you about those people. It tells you that our leads are anti-heroes if you will and always sunny yes, but i was about to say our heroes but our anti-heroes right they that's what they think is fancy and it would be very different if it was set and decorated differently and it just seems yes. like such a waste of an opportunity to tell us even more about the world and the characters when you don't take that opportunity thank you yes here's a funny connection i came through just googling uh in season four of always sunny uh, <laughs> Dee has seen the Sex in the City movie and wants to live a Sex in the City lifestyle. Oh, yes. First of all, this is hilarious because the guys make fun of it because they can't believe that show's still on. <laughs> well, fellas, guess what? It's 2022 and Always Sunny had a new season and Sex in the City arguably also had a new season. <laughs> um, so she gathers Artemis and the waitress. Artemis is one of my favorite characters of all time. And wants to do a sex in the city night and they go to a place called blue martini blue spelled B L E U. Perfect. And, but it is perfectly designed because it looks so shitty, but exactly the way D would misunderstand like what a cocktail bar from sex in the city would look like. And it's, it's horrible, but it's great. And I thought that they did more care in putting together the fake Sex and the City than Sex and the City does at times. Now, at times, and they are known for going to real restaurants, and it's great. But Yeah, and really absolutely. But even that is like, yes, the city is the fifth character. We love seeing New York. It was people living out this Sex and the City fantasy. Oh, I wish that was me and my friends and blah, blah, blah. Going to a real place is cool. But also, again, are you world building then? Or are you just showing mm-hmm. a cool real spot? I would much rather all right. my TV shows create their own restaurants, world, people, recurring characters, etc. Like, I can't tell you most of most of the characters' names on Glee, but I still, I'm going to remember Breadsticks forever because I was like, that is so stupid because that's so real. And for those kids, that was the height of like, ooh, we get a gift card to Breadsticks? I want to enter this contest. It was like important to the show and it makes it important to like, like it just, it makes the world that the show lives in 
feel lived in, like you're saying. Like again, the, these these quick shot places don't feel like anyone works there. They don't feel like mm-hmm. anyone mm-hmm. lives in the space, and it's just odd. It, it makes the yeah. it makes the show feel cold and weird. Yeah, yeah. And you know what show? It's an odd show, but it's really good about this. Is Saved by the Bell. Because you had the Max, and then you mm-hmm. also had Malibu Shores, where totally fake beach club that they go and work for a summer. With Leah Remini, right? Leah Remini as uh, Stacy Caruso. And her dad was played by, uh, I believe, Pumbaa. <laughs> as he's referred to in, I think, that show as well. That's the character's yeah, name. Yeah, they're it's just like, here comes Pumbaa. Pumbaa Caruso. <laughs> Pumba Caruso and like that was so real because Lisa didn't work there because Lisa was rich and didn't have to have a job. But again, told you more about the character. Right. Can I just say that like, it's so, this is again, an off topic, but I'm also fascinated with shows who have a season that just takes place in another location. Yes. Yes. There are full seasons of Saved by the Bell, the new class where they just all are in a mall for like 10 episodes. <laughs> and I love it. I'd love it. I wish more shows did that now where they were just like, and this is the summer season, I guess. Yeah. The summer season thing. They also did that on 90210 and Donna and Brenda went to Paris. So good on those <gasps> actresses. Oh, that's and right. The rest of the cast filmed again at a beach club where Brandon worked because Brandon works and the rest of them just kind of hung out. I think his dad, his uh, boss at the beach club was Dr. Weber from Grey's Anatomy. You know what is also true? I was just thinking, uh, do you watch Degrassi? Am I about to? No, I don't actually. I'm such a geek for Degrassi. Uh, The next generation, although I've, I've dipped into the older ones too. Sometimes I also think a restaurant or an eating establishment can also kind of signify a new chapter in a show. And it kind of goes into what you're saying about like having a character work there because Degrassi and it's like later next generation run had this like, I think it was called the dot that might be wrong, Mm. but it was like definitely their go to spot. And it was like a character work there because they needed money. And then they clearly just were like, oh, this is a great like general hangout spot. And then for the rest of that show's run cast came in cast came out you know it's a soap opera so it's rotating they always made sure at least one of those characters were working there and had a plot line associated with there so they could just keep showing it right 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 and i think it's also a good thing to add later in your show to be like uh, uh, the lamford lunchbox did this it kind of like it it has an uh, an ability to reinvigorate a show because anytime a show introduces a new set it really excites me (laughs) Oh, yeah. And with Lanford Lunchbox, it was an opportunity like those last two or three seasons for the characters to come back. Like, because they had built up so many guest characters that could come in. That's always, oh, that is a good point, too. Restaurants are the perfect place where you can just fill up with recurring people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Bars, restaurants, food. Because, again, we all need food. So... <laughs> If you create a restaurant set, it's the easiest thing in the world to just cycle in your characters. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Oh my god, we gotta. We, so we gotta work on our breadsticks business pitch. But any any other you know restaurants or food events in pop culture that you've been dying to talk about that we have not broached yet. 
Mm. I don't know if, because I got my Sabrina Slicery mention out there, so I was very happy about that. <laughs> Gotta get the Slicer. I don't know if I have another place that I really didn't get to mention. I looked up, there There were so many, especially when I was doing the cookbook thing, that I, you forget exist, and it, mostly just because you haven't watched the show in a while, and then you see it. <gasps> oh, you know the one I didn't get to mention. So, I love charmed when they opened in season two p3 (laughs) just so just so it's my itunes meets music it's my itunes thing just so they could have bands who were wb bands play at the club even though in the first season piper's dream was to open a restaurant and then she just opens a club they never explain it. They never talk about it. I think there's some lip service done to like, and I get to make the menu. And I'm like, this was so bands could play at the end in montages. And also they, I, to me, like very iconically made sure that they never showed the sisters drinking. So they were at a club that they owned, could get anything for free. And they always were drinking Pellegrinos in the bottle. Yeah. You know, that was an interesting thing about a few, like the bronze on Buffy they it seemed like just like a dark cool coffee shop when they hung out there as teens but then in the later college years it seems like oh so you can't get beer there it's like hmm, okay oh yeah <laughs> like that, that is so f- i mean buffy also has an episode that's just about the dangers of drinking <laughs> uh, i learned a lot i learned a lot yes i believe it's just called bad beer or beer bad yeah but i loved Stan p3 Slater. What a dumb name. P3 what a, is so funny. What a dumb... And it lasted forever. And there is an episode where the 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 P3 has been destroyed. The neon light, the, the outsetting has been destroyed. And one of the white lighters, their guardian angel-esque things, uses their healing powers to heal the neon sign. Oh, God. And I lost my mind. <laughs> Oh, that is so good. And suddenly another WB is Karen's Cafe from One Tree Hill. They must do pop-ups of Karen's Cafe when they do the cons. Oh, they must. Was it just called Karen's Cafe? Yeah. They didn't overthink it. Oof. I don't I never was a Gilmore Girls person, but they must do Gilmore Girls. Like, what was the name of that place? Because they, their whole um, plot was they were opening a restaurant, wasn't it? Yes. We are going to uh, get hate mail because I'm not a good person, but I know what you mean. And yes, they definitely yeah. have. They definitely have. Oops. Yeah. Hey, Stans, you already made it through this episode. And go listen to the Gilmore Girls <laughs> two-parter. Like That's Chris the only Lewis. thing they're upset about is like, we didn't care how much they knew about anything else, but everyone has to know everything about Gilmore Girls at any moment. <laughs> Trust me. these people. Actually, that sounds there. like the fans of Gilmore Girls that I know of. <laughs> so fair enough. Yeah. Oh my God, less less said about this, the better. We don't even give them any list. <laughs> uh, well, JW, thank you. This has been a, a delight. Uh, I'm I'm hungry for breadsticks. Uh, our stands has already know and love you from your previous appearance when you, we talked about Tyra and from your appearance on our live show. But if they forgot to follow you after those, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at JW underscore Crump, C-R-U-M-P. On Twitter at JW Crump. I got that one before I needed the underscore. <laughs> right. And I make full tilt insanity on TikTok. It, with it and my username's like JW Crump. Okay. Because <laughs> again, I didn't get there in time. If you, I don't know if you do this, but I use so all three of those social medias very differently. 
And I feel mm-hmm. like they're my id ego and super ego. <laughs> and then they all come together to make me who I am as a person. And if you love America's Next Top Model, um, me and my yes. wonderful co-host, Hannah Jane and Alexander, we are currently on cycle 16, the wow. famously the last high fashion cycle. And we'll be going into All Stars soon. And that's Pod Leadum. That's Top Model Podcast spelled backwards. And uh, not to brag, but there's a, a few Top Model Podcasts that you could choose. And we are the highest rated. So, Oh, my goodness. It is an excellent podcast. Excellent, excellent stuff. Um, well, you know... Stan Sands, you can find us at We Stand Social. I will be posting the chunky chairs, so Please don't do. miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, Stan Stands. Bye. Shelby, Shelby.